Welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Today we look at Cur- Stephen Curry's historic run. We look at whether or not Julian Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame. And we look at Hadley's m- mock draft 4.0. But we're going to begin today with uh, our top five. This week's top five is going to be top five athletes we wouldn't want to fight. Uh, Sporty and I had talked about uh, previous podcast about Aaron Donald um, you know, and his whole incident, um, which, which led us lead to... Our top five. Now, for this top five, we are excluding, you know, any UFC or boxers. We're going to look at the three main sports, football, basketball, and baseball as our kind of a pool of players that we can pick from. So, Sporty, we'll start with you. Um, Give me your top five, starting with number five, uh, players that you would not want to fight. Wait, wait, you were fading out. Did you say me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Sporty. Yep. All right. Number five, he's an NBA player, former T-Wolf, Kevin Garnett. Oh, Kevin Garnett. Okay. So we're going, we're going a little, back. we're going a little throwback here with Sporty. First one throwback, off the gate. Throwback. Right. That's mine's fine. Day. Yeah, I would say mine's, mine's current as well, but Sporty, that's mine's, all right. Mine's, mine's throw, mine's throwback and current. All right, little, little blast from the past, or blast from the past. That's all right. Go Number ahead. four, I got uh, Aaron Donald from the Rams. Oh yeah. <laughs> Three, I got an NBA guy, very feisty. Been, he's been in many fights. Ron Artest. Oh, oh, Metal World Peace. That's a good one. He then he punched he punched a fan at one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Malice at the Palace. Yep, yep. <laughs> Number two, he's a former catcher, another feisty, not a, not afraid to throw a bow. Ivan Rodriguez. Ooh. Pudge. Pudge. There you go. Yes. Where you go with Pudge? And my number one guy, six foot four, two forty, MLB player. <laughs> Can you guys take it? Guess who it is? I I can't. Just six four, two forty. I feel like that's like <laughs> there's a bunch of different guys we go with here. Aaron Judge. No, no, he's not six yeah. four. Bo Jackson. He's not six four. He was nothing. He wasn't that tall. I there's no way I can guess this. Six four two four. That's my only clues. <laughs> Go ahead. Miguel Cabrera. Wow. Miguel Cabrera trying at number one. Oh, oh. I see. I, I don't find Miguel Cabrera that 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 like you know feisty of a dude coming off. I mean, maybe. I mean, who knows? Did did he get into a brawl at one point? For like some reason, I can picture him getting into a brawl maybe once. Yes. But besides that. He seems like he, he may have, but I'm not lie, sporty. You lost me if you're one and two. The other three, I, I was definitely, I was there with you a little bit. One and two, definitely. <laughs> I think Pudge. I think Pudge was five ten. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he's five nine two oh five. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, five nine, and then Miguel Cabrera. I don't think he's a violent guy. So I mean, but I mean, hey, maybe he could pack a punch. Yeah, I know, and I mean, Ali, he's six four. Well, I'm gonna mess with them. Right, I have some guys on my list that are 6'10", <laughs> 270. Um, but hey, you know what? I will I will back you up with the catcher uh, with with uh, Juan Rodriguez because I, I feel like catchers are you know they're out to protect their pitcher. They're tough, and I they're yeah tough. they're tough, and I feel like they would be the first to deliver a blow. Hey, what do you think of Ron Artest? I think I thought that was a good one. I, I like that. Yeah, that was your best one. That was probably sure. yeah, that was your best pick. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'll be interested to see if Hadley has a certain guy here. By the way, Hadley is back today, if you couldn't already tell. 
after the bye week. After the bye week, he's back. Yeah, needed a needed a rest day. We needed a recoup day. Yeah, um, Hadley, go ahead with your five. I'll be shocked if you don't have this one guy in here that I'm thinking of. Okay, well, hopefully I do, but I can't <laughs> promise that I do. Yep. Um, number one, well, no, number five, but first on the list for me uh, would be Demarcus Cousins at number five. Oh, okay. Um, he's an absolute hothead. Uh, could just destroy me if he wanted to. He's almost seven feet tall, and uh, he's bald, and you don't want to mess with bald men. <laughs> Strictly on the. The fact that he's bald. Yeah, I mean, it just makes him a tougher guy. All right. Yeah. Number four, Miles Garrett. Ooh. All right. Yep. Yep. This dude is an athletic monster who, again, has the size and athleticism to knock me out in a single jab. And not just with a helmet. He could, he'll throw and, he'll throw a fist. And you can ask Mason Rudolph. I'm sure it hurt. But the fist probably would have hurt more than the helmet. That's the crazy part. Well, here's what's going to suck for especially uh, AFC North quarterbacks, you got Garrett come off of one side and you got Clowney coming off the other. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be... nasty duo. Yeah. That, that would be a... That'd be a, that'd be a, a duo that I would not want to tag team and fight. So. <laughs> Imagine getting sandwiched by them oh, as a QB. Yeah. Oh. Snap the neck. Okay, <laughs> for number three, one of the strongest men on planet Earth practices with swords and knives. Just killer mentality, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. He could easily be number one on this list. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have the height. But he is probably the strongest guy on this list. Yep. He is a freak. Pit alum, by the way. Yep. We have two pit alum on this <laughs> So whatever they're doing in the conditioning and weight room, kudos to Pit. Hey, built from the Berg, man. Here we go. Yeah. Number two, the guy that was built by Bama, Derrick Henry. Ooh. I've seen him thrown grown men my size, just like ragdolls. So, I mean, Derrick Henry, he's a running back. He has that mentality of, I'm going to run you over. He would knock me out with a flick to the face. Um, and the last but first on the list, Steven Adams. There you go. NBA players cannot stop talking about how strong that man is. I swear, every... Every time they're asked about strength, Steven Adams is always the first guy. He is from New Zealand. I, you never know what they do over there. <laughs> so, I mean, he could just... I'm sure he knows a whole bunch of different tactics. Yep. And, yeah, man, I'd be I'd be on the ground within milliseconds. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were to look at his, his little Transformation Tuesday, when he came into pit, man, he was, he was tall, but he wasn't, you know... Yeah. He was pretty, pretty slim, crazy. and then he put on, dude. He put on, put on the muscle real quick. He's a, he's a. Who, who did you think was gonna be on my list? Was he on there? Um. Well, okay. First one, I thought of this one midway. This one's a joke, but Trey Young. No. Uh, that's a complete joke. But uh. I would fight him. <laughs> I uh, I, th- I maybe thought you were gonna put Draymond Green on there. He's a tough guy. He is. He's just he's not quite a Demarcus Cousins or a Stephen Adams. True. He. Yeah, he is tough. He, you know, obviously runs his mouth more than, you know, anything. But, yeah, I didn't know if he was going to sneak in at number five or not for you, so. Um, yeah, 
The honorable mention, though. Yeah. So, all Another right. Another honorable mention, if he was alive, Sean Taylor. Oh, yep. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, that guy just is a freak. But yeah. anyway, Kevin, yeah. you're left. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw an honorable mention. I'm going to go with uh, Sporty's route here. I'm going to give a throwback. James Harrison. By oh, far, yeah. would not want to mess oh, with that God. dude. The dude throws huge medicine balls and plays volleyball with it. Like, Jeez. it's it's absurd what he can do. And and if you try to run away from him, I mean, we all remember the Super Bowl, you know, going practically 100 yards. Um, and, yeah, he, he's, he's fast. Even though he's, he's you know, older, he can still he can catch up. And he'll, he would I'm, – I'm, I would be afraid to uh, even lay a finger on him. He's, he's, he's a bad dude. So, honorable mention to him. So, uh, now my current – list number number five Yasiel Puig uh he's my only guy from them will be on this list but Puig you know sometimes you know he, he kind of looks like he's like he's the, he's the fun guy you know he's, he's getting his teammates all riled up but you don't want to mess with Puig one stray look one you know one word said to him and he would he would light you up so that's that's definitely the the MLB player that would not want to fight Number four, I'm going to agree with Hadley here. I'm going to go with Miles Garrett, um, as previously mentioned. Not only with a helmet, but just strictly his hands alone. He's huge, and he would definitely he would tear me right in half. Um, there's no way I'm getting near Miles Garrett. Number three, um, surprised he wasn't on anybody's list here. I'm going to go with a linebacker, Khalil Mack. Um, That's he, a good one. He, he's 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 strong. Obviously, I mean everybody in the NFL pretty much is, but he's. He's stronger than you know the typical NFL player. Again, speed would come into factor if if you're trying to you know back away or run away. Boom, he's he's right there up in your face, and Khalil Mack would do some damage. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with JJ Watt. Uh, again, another uh, end guy. Um, he 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 looks like he just has like even like in some of his high school pictures. He just looks like he he was like. Just had like that farmer kind of look to him. Kind of had like a that farmer strength, if, if you know what I mean. You know, like how like farmers have that. They just they just look tough. Yes. You, know, you know what I mean? Like I don't. I think one of maybe it was his uh, football picture in high school or something. His shoulders were broad, but he kind of just looked like he was maybe from the farm. And he uh, he he he's just a very very tough dude. And you know what? I wouldn't want to mess with TJ either. If those two guys were coming at you, um, that would be an interesting fight. Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney or. The Watt brother, the Watt brothers. I don't know who I'd that take there. That would be, that should be the next uh, pay per view on on ESPN Plus here. Put um, it on trailer, baby. Yep. <laughs> um, coming at number one, uh, the whole reason why we started this whole thing. I, I got to go with Aaron Donald, um, even though he is uh, height wise, he's shorter than most most guys. But like Hadley said, he is one of the strongest guys on planet Earth. Um, the dude is just forever working out. Um, and he is just, he's strong. Like we said, he's built from the Berg. Um, and he is, he's a bad, he's a bad dude. What, I mean, looking at him in college, obviously he was a big guy, but the fact that, you know, he is just shredded with muscle now is his, his body is absurd. Um, fellas, I have a quick question about yeah, Donald. Just yeah. before we move on to the next thing. Yeah, go ahead. Are we watching the most dominating NFL player in the history of the NFL? I think we might be. Uh, I would I would say so, just because the fact of his his stats and the fact that he's giving he's getting double teamed and triple teamed a lot of times, and he's still putting up the numbers to prove it. I mean, 
I, I personally think getting you know pressure up the middle is a lot. I mean, a lot harder than pressure pressure off the edge. No, oh, yeah, which is what Lawrence Taylor did, and he was so dominant. Right, sporty. Can you, um, sporty. Can you think of anybody else that would you know that you would say is more uh, has a more dominating force than Aaron Donald? Uh, I mean, he's good up there. I would say. Uh, I mean, he's not. I would say he's close to Donald, but uh, Donald Gasu. Uh, not so much now. I wouldn't say now, but at the you know in his more of his prime, I could say that he would be a, a guy up the middle that you wouldn't want to mess with, but. Um, from a current standpoint, I don't think I don't think Sue would necessarily match on just because he's up there in age as well. But um, is that the only guy you were thinking that would maybe even come close to Donald? Uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I was thinking of maybe like one more. Who's that? Uh, the Forrest Buckner. Ooh. Ah. Uh, I love Buck, but he's no Donald. Yeah. 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 Even from a, he, yeah, he's a great player, but from a number standpoint, I think Donald hasn't matched. Um, Hallie, what, what's your what's your thought on that question? Since you asked it, I mean, there's there's been some good, you know, inside rushers like John Randall, for example. He, he played for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. He's a really good player, but like I just don't think we've ever seen a defensive player quite like Aaron Donald. Right. Yeah. I think he's probably the best NFL player. I know it's really hard to compare defense and offense, but right. I think he's the most dominant NFL player I've ever seen play the game. No, exactly, without a doubt. And it's interesting to see, like, I mean, obviously the game's evolving and it's going to continue to evolve, but, like, even, like, I think I've said this before on this podcast, looking at, like, you know, we've seen Tom Brady, arguably, you know, the greatest of all time. Sporty grew up in the era of, obviously, Jordan and uh, LeBron. Um, so, I mean, we've seen LeBron, uh, guys like, you know, Alex Ovechkin, Cindy Crosby, um, and even baseball, you know, like Mike Trout, like it's, it's amazing to think that we've seen a, a ton of goats in our lifetime. And I mean, obviously there's gonna be more people that might pass them and, and whatnot, but, um, it's gonna be sad when, you know, we're older and we don't, we don't see those guys in sports anymore. Um. But then again, you know, the next GOATs, they'll, they'll, they'll be ready to go. They'll be on the rise. So, um, Speaking of GOATs, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Tom Brady's maybe second-hand man behind uh, Rob Gronkowski. We're going to talk about Julian Edelman. We talked a little bit, of, a little bit about him last time. Uh, Sporty and I had a little, little take on whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame and, you know, after consideration, we we don't really think that he should be. Um, Sporty, I'll start with you. Why why don't you think Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame? I just, I mean, he had he had a good good career, but just, I mean, he stood out, but he wasn't like a dominant player like every, uh, every game. You know, he, right. he was he wasn't the only guy they talked. He wasn't the only guy they talked about every, every you know every game. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame. Right. And I mean, just wasn't, I don't, just, I don't know. I just, it just wasn't a big time. I mean, he's big, but he wasn't like a huge big time player for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Um, I just thought about this comparison. I, I kind of look at Edelman as the Hunter Renfro. Uh, they're, they're kind of compared. Re, you know, Renfro's coming up in big games here in college. But, I mean, he's not going to go down as, you know, one of the greatest, 
you know, wide receivers to play the game in college football. I mean, um, I don't know if it's that to that extent. I mean, Edelman's definitely up there, but even from a number standpoint, um, you know, there's just too many other guys that didn't, you know, make the Hall of Fame that if you put Edelman in there, it's like, well, what? Do we, why didn't that guy make it? You know what I mean? Like, there's the numbers just wouldn't add up. Um, Hadley, we'll let, you, we'll let you talk about uh, Edelman and his career and whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so initially I was definitely on the train. Like, I would say this was in five minutes of finding out that he was retiring. I was definitely on the train of, oh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But that was just my bias of watching those incredible moments that he displayed in big games. Um, looking at the numbers, I mean, when, when you have the same numbers as Jarvis Landry and you're calling it quits, uh, you're not you're not cut, right. unfortunately. Yeah. And another thing to me is the fact that Terrell Owens, who's one of the most dominant receivers of all time, when he doesn't even make the the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, they're pretty selective there and they're pretty picky. So I mean, they're not just going to let anyone in. And if again, if you're putting up very very mediocre numbers through the regular season like he was it's just unfortunately not going to cut it so he's going to go down as a legend but just not in the hall of fame right yeah um so yeah i mean we got a clean sweep here uh edelman not making the hall of fame definitely be shocked to see i mean if he would for some reason definitely be shocked to see uh how and why uh he got in but i i really don't see him um you know making the Hall of Fame. Um, as we continue, uh, we're looking at another guy who is uh, lighting up uh, the box score. Uh, he's hit double digits um, of 30-point 30 30 games in you know double-digit games consecutively. Uh, we're looking at possibly uh, the front-runner for the MVP, and that man is Steph Curry. Um, Hadley, we'll start with you. Is this one of the most dominant stretches that we've seen across sports, uh, maybe not only in a regular season, but you can even throw in postseason. This this uh, this stretch that Curry's been on is this one of the most dominating performances we've seen? Well, Wardell, Stephen Curry, man. I just all I have to say is this is the best basketball he's ever played. Okay, and he was a unanimous MVP. So what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. Right. He is far and away, in my opinion, playing the best basketball right now. And it's not close. And what better time to do it than the, down the stretch? Right. I know that a lot of people are knocking him for the record, but I'm telling you, I think they're 29 and 29 before they played this evening. I'm 90% sure if he was not on that team, they might have 10 wins right now. <laughs> so I, I get the whole records. I get that. But... The impact that he has on that team is significantly more this year than it was for any other player. You can argue Embiid. They're the one seed. I really think they'd still be a three seed if he wasn't on the team. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, without a Um, doubt. Yeah, but, I mean, as regards to the best in sports, I don't know about that. But he's he's lighting up the scoreboard. He's incredible. They're triple-teaming him out there. They can't stop him. This is this might be the best basketball stretch I've ever seen from anyone that is a named Kobe Bryant. Right. Yeah, I would say from a regular season standpoint, this is probably one of the most dominating performances. I mean, there's just too many you know postseason performances that you know obviously a regular season can't compete with. If if you know what I mean, yeah. like 
this is one of the most dominating regular season uh, performances. But exactly, if he does this in the playoffs, then you know, and he lead and he takes them to you know the Western Final, um, then we can start talking. But uh, I just don't think you can compare the regular season and postseason. Um, Sporty, how far if Curry does continue to uh, light it up, how far can the Warriors go uh, in the playoffs this season? Um, right now, Sporty and I talked about last week. It's probably looking like uh, the Warriors will be obviously in the play-in tournament. Um, it's just a matter of you know what seed they're going to get and who they would play. Um, as of right now, I believe I believe they would play the Spurs. I believe they're that's the top nine ten matchups. They'd have to beat the Spurs if they would do that. Then they would have to play the loser of the Mavs and the Grizzlies. Let me let me double check that real quick. Um, yeah, so the Warriors are sitting at, in ninth. Spurs are in tenth. Um, so they'd get they'd get the Spurs first. Sporty, first of all, do you think they can make can they make the playoffs uh, by beating the Spurs? And then we'll just take the we'll take the favorite here. The, the Mavs would get the seven. So if we if you see the Warriors and Grizzlies, who are you taking in that in that game for uh, the final uh, seed in the in the West here at the eight seed? Um, it's, I'll take the I'll take Warriors. I'll take the Warriors. Um, did you know? Do you think it's going to be a close game or? Um, no, I, I think the Warriors. I think they win by between ten and fifteen. Even without Wiseman. Yes. Yeah. Um. How okay? So they'd get the eight seed. Um, we'll just say that they play the Jazz. Do you see them in a series with the Jazz? Could they knock off the Jazz? Depends on uh, how healthy uh, Mitchell is. Uh, that's, uh, that's a fair answer. Um, so let's just say, let's say Mitchell's not healthy. Would you would you take would you take the Warriors or would you stick with the Jazz? Yes, if he's not healthy, yes, I take the Warriors. Oh, geez, coming in hot with a not not even no reasoning, just straight up. Sporty would take the Warriors. Would that be a hammer? Yes, that would be. <laughs> Sporty, I'm hammering that right with you. Don Mitchell's not that serious. It's Warriors. That'd be a 421 hammer at 841. <laughs> hammer, if Mitchell's not healthy, hammer, Golden State Warriors, first first round playoff, uh, best of seven series, they will move on to the next round. Is it is it a clean sweep or what, what, how many games are being played here? Uh, I'm gonna say four to two. Okay, War- so Warriors and six. All right, so let's say they beat the Jazz. Now, again, Nuggets are without Murray, and who knows what the Lakers are gonna have come playoff time. I mean, obviously they're probably gonna be ready to go, but you never know if somebody could get you know injured again. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is supposed to be back uh, this week. Right. Yeah. 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 So I'm, so I'm practicing. So right now you have the Nuggets and the Lakers, two teams that are kind of banged up. Um. You know, if, the, if both teams would continue to be banged up, Sporty, are the Warriors, again, in contention to, to knock off either the Nuggets or the Lakers? No, they, they, need, they need both James and Davis to be in the lineup. Who, the, the, the Lakers? Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I said, the, can the Warriors beat, uh, can they beat the Lakers without, without uh, or even even if the Lakers have Davis and James, can, can the Warriors beat them? No, if, if, if the uh, if Lakers have uh, Davis, Davis and James, no, they, 
the uh, Warriors will not beat will not beat the Lakers with Davis and James. So let's say in a hypothetical scenario, let's say that Davis and James are both out. Are you t- yes, if if one of those guys are out, then I'll, I'll take I'll take the Warriors. Jeez, Spory's taking the eight seed. He's taking them the whole way to the Western uh, Western Conference Final. No, I, no, I have I have them losing. I have them losing um, in the. Uh, West, or I have them losing in the semifinal. Semifinal, so either two, so essentially the Lakers, you know, would be healthy, but yes. So the so let's say Mitchell's hurt, they get past the Jazz. James and or Davis are hurt, they get past the Lakers. Now you're facing either the Suns or the Clippers, full yeah, full, full strength. They're not, they're not getting past them. They're not getting past them. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I actually, I actually have the Clippers coming out of the West. I hey, that's that's not a bad pick. I like that pick. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, the Warriors. Run would end. That would be that'd be pretty amazing, though. Um, you know, to knock off the Jazz and the Lakers. I mean, obviously they wouldn't be at full strength, but crazier things have happened. Um, Hadley, how far do you think uh, Curry can take the Warriors? Um, I mean, obviously depending on injuries and stuff. But how how far do you th- could you see the Warriors going this season? Well, unfortunately, it really is just him. I mean, Draymond, I'm I'm a huge fan of. He brings defense and playmaking to the table. But like from a school point, it's depth. Um, if he, he has so much pressure on him, if there's a playing game, play in, play in, he has to drop forty plus. Right. So if he doesn't do that on one of his, playoffs, no, start no. talking seven game series, he's got to do it. No, no. Hadley, you're going in and out. <laughs> you're fading. You're fading. Now, you're, you're fading a little bit. Lost you now. Hello. Oh, there. Wait. Back. He's back. We good? <laughs> Maybe not. Am I good now? Yes, you're good. Yeah, we're now you're good. We, yeah, we. You have to go, go back with that. Uh, that warrior spiel because we it got a little got a little dicey and choppy. Okay. Okay. Let's try this again. There we go. Okay. So. Two plus per night. Forty plus. All right. Yep. Out of those playing games are going to be tough. Now, if you go against a healthy Donovan Mitchell with Rudy Gobert and Bojan and all those guys, I love Steph more than anyone. I'm not making it past Steph. Yeah. You're getting any help. Yeah. But if Mitchell is, if he's hurt, like you said, you have you would have the Warriors beating the Jazz. Um, oh, I if he is hurt, I would pick the Jazz. I mean, I would pick the Warriors, but then they would stand zero chance against the Lakers. <laughs> even even without uh, even without Davis and, and LeBron, Davis and LeBron, they'd get swept. Without one or the other, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Without both, it's doable. Yeah, it's it's doable. Um, so I mean, injuries. <laughs> injuries could end up helping the Warriors. Every game, yeah. Play out of his mind. Yeah. Somehow, some way, the injuries could help uh, the Warriors go deep in the Western Final. Um. So, Hadley, I'll, I'll let you talk on this one because we didn't we we mentioned it uh, last podcast. We talked about AL and NL East baseball action, but man, how about the Grom? How about his what? How many? I forget now. Now, now I forget again. What do you have? 13, 13 Ks. Fourteen. Fourteen, and, and, and he gave up one run. And the and the Mets still almost lost. I mean, 
It was. I mean, yeah. So he he needs some offense. Oh, he gave up one run and we lost three nothing. Yep. <laughs> um, and then the second game, he gave up unearned. Yeah. You're fading again, Hadley. Fade, three unearned. Fading a little bit, Hadley. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, now we're good. He gave us three <laughs> unearned runs with 14 Ks. Yep. And, you know, they, they had to make a comeback in the bottom. So, I just want to say that. Fading again, No, no. Hadley, wait, Hadley, try calling. Try try calling back here. Let me try calling you back again real quick. There we go. You're again, buddy. He, he's out. Hallie, Hallie's calling back. A little technical difficulties here on the pod. Hello? Oh, there we go. Hallie's Hallie, back. Hallie's back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we're good. Yeah. Where do you need me to start? Um, Just about against... Uh, well, you talked about the Marlins game and how they, they lost that one, but then... Uh, they had the the Mets had to rally. Uh, I lost you when you were talking about the Mets rally had to rally. The bottom of the ninth. Yep. Luckily, you know, won that game, but that was a miracle. Um. So yeah, the Grom needs help, but I just want to say this, fellas, you've seen in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. He is the best. He is the. We lost on a Yankees. He's amazing. He's yeah, the, yeah. He's the go. Yep. No, yeah, but without a doubt. And typically, I think last time we went to watch him play, Hadley, he he had uh he was he he almost had the the lone hit for the Mets against the the Pirates the one time we went. I think he I think everybody went. I think the P- Pirates might retire the first eight, and then to to grow up, got a base hit or something. I feel like he's always getting a hit for himself, but he can never he can never uh, get some get some backup from the rest of his hitters. So. Uh, yeah, we we lost that game one nothing, and the only hit was a Degrom double. So yeah, yeah, it's just something with him where like he doesn't get the offense. I mean, I I can maybe see that if he goes to Pittsburgh. I mean, not getting the offense, but uh, not with not with the Mets. I mean, he's. I mean, for your sake, I hope he stays with the Mets. But I mean, at the same time, he's something's got to click for him. I mean, he's such a dominant dominating pitcher that he he needs the offense to back him up. Um. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see again looking at the standings, AL and AL or AL and NL East. We're gonna continue to say it's the whole the whole podcast this year. Definitely by far the two best um, divisions in, uh, in 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 baseball, um, without a doubt. I mean, there's there's a lot of depth throughout uh, each of them, and honestly. You know, really. Besides, I, I wouldn't really take the Orioles, just because. But uh, literally any team from either of those uh, divisions could uh, could make a spot in the playoffs. Heck, even maybe two uh, could could make a run. So, um, you know, once we continue down closer to June, July, I, th- I think we'll start to see a little bit of a separation. Um, one team's going to stand out, and then you'll maybe see like two, three, four might might stay the same, but. Uh, yeah, we we'll just have to let the uh, let the season progress and and keep on uh, plugging away. So um, as we uh, as we conclude here, we're gonna take a uh, a final stop with Hadley's mock draft. Uh, it's 4.0 draft um, with the NFL draft coming up here uh, next Thursday. Um, Hadley has submitted 4.0, and again that will be up on Twitter. Um, just looking at Hadley's. 
picture. I know last week on the pod we talked about uh, we talked about the Cardinals with uh, with their offense, and Sport and I were talking about um, you know can the Cardinals win the NFC uh, West, and we both agreed that they needed um, some defensive pieces, and Hadley has the Cardinals taking as we mentioned last week, Caleb Fairley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Um, Anything, uh, anything new, Hadley, from your mock draft that really stands out to you that you uh, would like to uh, give a little analysis on? Oh, man. Well, it's definitely been a while since I came out with one. Um, so there's, there's definitely a lot of changes on here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is after a lot of free agency moves, a lot of different pieces forming together for certain teams, needs, you know, changing. But I'd say one... Uh, one really big pick, in my opinion, would be Kyle Pitts and the Panthers. They've, they've needed a, a tight end ever since Olsen has went out of his prime. Um, and I definitely think that Kyle Pitts with Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, they could be one of the best offenses in the league. No, oh, 100%, yeah. Um, he's definitely, you know, people are saying he's a can't-miss prospect. So I mean, if if he if he ends up with the Panthers, man, they could be a lethal team. Right. Um. Yeah, I would say I saw Mac Jones. I I believe that this is the first time that Mac. Uh, I could be mistaken. Maybe you had Mac Jones in one of your previous ones, but I, I think this is the highest that we've seen him. Um, in your mock draft, you have him nine to the Broncos. Um, you got Field sitting there at three to the Forty ers How about this? Um. I would love to see the last time that four quarterbacks went as the top four picks. Um, I don't know if that's – I'll have to do some research. I don't know if that's ever happened before. But uh, that would that's definitely got to make history if four quarterbacks are the first uh, four picks in this year's draft. Uh, Hadley, you have Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, and Lance. Um, and then, you know, you got a little bit of uh, – you got the offensive tackle um, going to the Bengals. Two wide receivers – and then you talk about Pitts going to the Panthers, and then you have that next quarterback. So you got five, five quarterbacks going in the top ten. I think that's got to be another, um, some kind of record with, uh, you know, quarterbacks being taken in the in, in the top ten. Um, and I then, want to say 2019 had four. I think it was Baker, Darnold, Allen, and Rosen, right? Uh, honestly. I'm. I honestly, I would say I honestly don't know, but I will have to do some research, and that'll be, that'll be that. Heck, that might be a, uh, it might be our trivia question this week. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to look into that, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it next pod. But uh, Sporty, you released a little bit of uh, you sent in our uh, our message here. You sent in your uh, mock draft, agreeing with Hadley. You had Lawrence Wilson Fields. Um, and then at four, you had Pitts going to Kyle Pitts going to the Falcons. Uh, you agreed that the Bengals were going to take uh, the O tackle. Um, let's see here, Dolphins were going to take a wide receiver, just like Hadley agreed. Uh, you have the Broncos taking a quarterback, but you have Trey Lance. And then you have the Pats sneaking in at number ten, getting Mac Jones. Um, what what team do you see? Mac Jones really succeeding with, or is it more the team, or is it Mac Jones? Would you say, Sporty? Uh, I would say it's 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 more of a more of a team, more of a 
coaching decision. Right. I, I think I think he fit pretty well with uh, Bill Belichick at the uh, Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Grant. I guess that goes for anybody. I guess obviously, you know, where you go uh, depends a whole lot. But um, I could see, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Joe Burrow. He's going to the Bengals. I mean, he has some pieces, but uh, they're not all there. Obviously, he got hurt. Um, but I think in that situation, again, yeah, you look at the team. But at the same time, if, if Burrow can step up, I think he could he could really put the team on his back and, and, and take the Bengals. Um, you know, I, I think they, as a team, they would improve a lot more than, you know, what they've been doing here in the past. Uh, Mac Jones with the Pats, I, I believe we said this before, that is a scary uh, situation that I do not want the Steelers uh, to be a part of whatsoever. Um, even just thinking, you know, for the future, uh, that would be a heck of a heck of a game between possibly Tua, Mac Jones. You get that twice a year. You could possibly get uh, Wilson and Jones twice a year. And I think this is probably going to be the most intriguing matchup would be uh, Josh Allen versus Mac Jones twice a year. Um Let's see. Is there anything else that jumps out? Um, I believe both of you have Patrick Sertan going to the Cowboys. I think. Yep, both have them. Um, I don't think there's any other picks that were the same. Sport, I want to hear your take because we've been talking and you've been talking about how the Steelers, whether you want them to take Najee Harris or you think they might take Najee Harris, Sporting this mock draft, you have the Steelers taking Caleb Fairley, dropping pretty far compared to where Hadley has uh, Fairley going. Um, like we said, Hadley has them going to the Cardinals. Sporting, why do you think uh, the Steelers would pull the trigger on Fairley? Fairley, would it be kind of just best available, or are they, you know, do you think they they need a, a corner like Fairley? I think I think they need desperately uh, a corner and uh, Fairley. Over, all right, so, I, I mean, I know the Steelers need a lot of pieces. Um, shout out to Mike Tomlin, renewed the contract. I am pumped. I'm not pumped. <laughs> I, I, was, disagree, I, did, I disagree with that. All right, hold on. I swear I got two questions for you. Do the Steelers need a corner more than a running back and offensive lineman right now, though? That That's my debate here. They've got three or four running backs with experience right, right now. But, um, right, but, you know. Belage or whatever the hell his name is, he's not gonna he's not gonna solve he's not gonna solve your. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll stick with uh, Benny Snell. Who knows? Snell, yeah. I mean, he's our he's a he like like we said last time, solid running back. He's not the guy that you're gonna stick in there as your first running back to get you to depend on to get you ninety to hundred yards a game. Uh, but all right. Besides that. Sporty, who would you have liked the Steelers to hire? All right, because if you're if you're so against Tomlin, I mean, I I get it, I get it. The playoff wins aren't necessarily there, but I will. T- I, I'm taking Tomlin. Um, give me Tomlin. I don't know who, but I just want somebody who doesn't fold their arms the whole four quarters. That's that's James Franklin. We, we talked about this well, before. Tomlin, <laughs> Tomlin. All right. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna give Tomlin credit. Sorry, Tomlin. You're a glorified cheerleader. Sorry, Franklin. Franklin. You're a glorified cheerleader too, so put them <laughs> both on the same boat. And Harbaugh, you might as well go because you're a glorified cheerleader too. So <laughs> put all three of those in the boat. Any, any, Harbaugh, Tomlin, you're all cheerleaders. I feel like this is an instant trigger word for sporty. Anytime we talk about head coach in football or, or we're talking about uh, Franklin, I feel like 
definitely right after that sequence, Sporty's going to mention something about Harbaugh. Um, if we were to go back and listen to all the podcasts, I guarantee if you were to hear the word Franklin, boom, there goes Sporty talking about Harbaugh. But anyway, um, give me give me Tomlin until we really start seeing the Steelers like just absolutely suck. I mean, you, there's you, no, there's no, agreed. There's no in games, in game adjustments. Well, all right, get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him credit because I'm a Matt Canada kind of guy. Matt Canada's the OC. You don't have Feekner or Todd Haley at the helm. Um, can't, When's the last time you saw the Steelers make in game adjustments? Well, When's the last time? well, you know what? We're gonna get, we're gonna yeah, try. You don't have an answer. You don't have an answer. Well, I know off the top of my head. No, I don't have an answer. But exactly. Um, it's been forever. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say that Canada has a, a lot of movement and a lot of different sets, which will keep um, keep the Steelers, you know, offense moving. I think Throw the he, ball downfield more than one time during a game. Well, with Ben, I mean, stuff's got to be quick because obviously he can't move. So I, I think Canada's going to do a good job of a lot of motion. Uh, we've seen that with Claypool where he's put him in some jet sweeps uh, and under center um, coming in jet sweep motion. Um but I like I like the hire of uh, or the promotion of Canada going to OC, and we will see how the uh, Steelers do offensively. Again, from a defensive side, hopefully injury wise, they're they're good to go. Honestly, I think if Devin Bush plays this year, um, and their offensive line stays healthy, I think they go pretty far in the playoffs. That that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, Bush being out, Bush being out was that that was a, that was a killer, and not really having much of a line that that killed them. Um, Bush has. Has so much speed, it's not even funny. But uh, yes, sideline speed, it's not even funny. We are we are gonna dearly miss uh, Bud Dupree. Um, Hadley, have fun with that one in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried. I mean, I, he he is a really really good player, but I think DJ Watt and him were just perfect comp like compliments for one another. Oh, 100 percent. I'm not, I'm not sure how him and Harold Landry are gonna be together. They'll, they'll be good, but I'm not sure if it'll be quite the tandem. Right. DJ is just such a freak. I got a yeah. question. Do you think that you think the Tennessee's defense will be, will be better than the Colts defense? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely no, they not. They need help in the secondary. They need help. They have Jalen Brown, who's a good linebacker. But All right, who's your top three defenses for 2021? Oh, well, I mean, that's... Put me on the spot a little bit. Right? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I would say with the acquisitions and with the draft coming up, it's hard to tell because there's some studs in the draft that could really make a difference. Right. I, swear, if I, I think, looking at right. Go ahead. If we're looking at right now, I would say Pittsburgh, Indy, and Cleveland have some really nasty defenses. Yeah, I would say Cleveland has the best defensive line probably in 2021 with Clowney and Garrett. Yeah. Um. I mean, heck, you can't even. The Rams. Yeah, I would say I mean, you can't you can't leave out the Rams there either. Yeah, um, and and the and the Bucks. I mean, their defense is gonna be. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna be pretty solid. But uh, yeah, so their offense is loaded again. Well, yeah, they got they got a crap ton of players coming back. But it's for I like that question. That's gonna be a Sunder. Uh, yeah, a Sunder. A Sunday after. Sunder. <laughs> a Sunday after the the draft. That's a that's a that's a Sunday question. So two Sundays from now, we'll we'll uh, give a little recap of. Uh, of the uh, NFL draft. So, um, yes, yeah, so we'll be, we'll be moving forward here, um, closer to draft day. Um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, Steelers make some, some solid picks. I'll be interested to see what, where they go in the first round. Um, 
Hadley, if you if you were the Colts, who not necessarily what you you know predict from your mock draft, but who would you have the Colts? Who would you want the Colts to take? You know, I, I'm really big on on getting that like stud edge rusher because there's none on free agency. Um, I really think there's still some some tackles that are definitely going to fall to the second round. But again, I also think there's going to be some really good edge rushers that will too. All right. So I would definitely say if there's guys like Rousseau, Phillips, Quiddy Pay, if there's guys like that on the board at 21, you definitely think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, if I'm taking a tackle, I'm really looking at Sam Cosme or Liam Eikenberg because I really don't think Slater, Soul, or Brandon Tucker is going to fall. So... I'd say my top two would probably be Quiddy Pay and Sam Cosme, with Sam Cosme being number one just because there's so much edge depth. All right. You heard it there from uh, from Hadley. So uh, we will well, – I'm trying to think. What were the, uh, the two things I was going to – oh, I was going to look up uh, um, quarterbacks taken in the first round. Um, and then even in the top 10. Um, so then uh, we will also be back, hopefully hopefully this Sunday, Sunday before the draft, talk some more. Um, talk some more NFL. Um, I'm a, a quick camera for the boys and girls out there. What's that? Parlay, <laughs> Mike Trout. With Ronald Acuna for AL and NL MVP, the payout's huge. I put five on it for one seventy. Oh, jeez! It's gonna happen. So, look it. Going with the Braves over the—I mean, obviously the Mets really offensively don't have. There's no MVP. Yeah, right, right, right. Cy Young. Cy Young. I would say Cy Young. They got that. Um, if you want a triple parlay, you're more than welcome. Right. Um. So yeah, again, MLB's not gonna move much. Uh, that's gonna be later on. Uh, throughout this season of Chalk Talk. But, uh, heck, we're getting closer to the NBA playoffs. Um, but really looking forward to uh, the NFL draft. So um, we will be back next Sunday. We'll send it. And uh, ooh, do we have any ideas for our next top five? Yeah, that's definitely going to be a, a brain sport. That's going to be that's going to be your job next week. Top uh, five, what? Top five. You have to think of our next top five. We we gotta we gotta start thinking of some more uh, top five. Particularly, you know, we'll, we'll try to keep it with uh, we'll try to keep it in in the reins of uh, the MLB, um, just because it is ba- baseball season is back. All right, here we go. Top here. Here's a topic for next for Sunday. All right, go ahead. Top five current. MLB head coaches. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I like it. I like it. Top five MLB head coaches. Um, and you know what? I'll, I'll one-up you. Uh, next Wednesday, uh, top five is going to be essentially a mock draft for us. So our top five uh, picks of the NFL draft. So we'll be back next Sunday to break it all down.